He's the most connected man in Washington. WSB's Jamie Dupree. He's on every day with Herman Cain. 1106 AM every day. Sponsored by Charter Communications on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. And to all of those that would like to destroy the future of the greatest country in the world, our message to them is the same as my grandfather's. Them that's going, get on the wagon. Them that ain't, get out of the way. Herman Cain. Herman Cain. Solutions for a better America. This is your host, Herman Cain. Thank you for joining us. Because we're going to tell you the truth. Don't touch that dial. We want you to be informed and inspired to help make this a better America. Breaking news, breaking news every day with Herman Cain and the most connected man in Washington, Jamie Dupree. Hello, Jamie. Hey, Herman. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing great. Mitch McConnell was against reauthorization of the Export-Import Bank before he was for reauthorization of the Export. No, he voted against it yesterday. Okay. Then he turned around and added it to the highway bill. Is that right? Yeah. that Well, well the Senate added it to the highway bill yesterday. They voted, uh, well, I haven't added it officially yet. It's uh, they, they voted to shut off a filibuster. It was 67 to 26. It, I mean, there are probably 72 maybe votes in the Senate for the Export-Import Bank. Uh, the opposition limited to, I think, Bernie Sanders and a number of Republicans. But the votes have been there for a while. The only question was when we were going to have this vote on the Export-Import Bank, which I know Senator Cruz uh, alleges that uh, Senator McConnell lied to him about this. But everybody around here has known that sooner or later there was going to be a vote in the Senate, whether on the highway bill or on some other issue related to reauthorizing the Export-Import Bank. If you don't know what that is, the, the Export-Import Bank is not really a bank. It's a, it's a tool used by the U.S. government to help companies sell goods overseas. It's sort of like a government-backed kind of export service. Guaranteeing loans. Yeah, and uh, a lot of people say, well, it's corporate cronyism. You know, it's, it's the, the taxpayer shouldn't be spending money on that, uh, guaranteeing loans, etc. It actually does bring in a little money to the federal treasury, so it's not a loss, as some programs are. But regardless, I get why you know people don't like it. They call it corporate welfare. The, the plan faces, a, even if it gets to the House, a very uncertain future, because obviously there's a lot of Republicans over there who don't like it, and it's become sort of a litmus test right now amongst many conservatives for to try to get rid of something. Um, McConnell, uh, part of the sort of under, you know, uh, the underlying battle here is back when we were having those votes on trade legislation. There were a group of Democrats who withheld their support for the trade legislation until they were guaranteed. They said by McConnell that they would get a vote at some point in time related to the Exim Bank. Uh, Cruz says the McConnell lied to him about that, but everybody I talked to in the hallway, other than a handful of Cruz supporters, say that's not their understanding of the version of events. So we had this gigantic battle over the last couple of days in the Senate, the echoes of which are still being felt, as Cruz accused McConnell in an extraordinary floor speech of lying about it, and then yesterday repeated that even as senior Republicans defended the majority leader. So, yes, the GOP leadership voted against the Export-Import Bank yesterday, but they're far outnumbered in the Senate. I see. Because I heard 
uh, McConnell's statement, and I'm going, wait a minute, what's what's going on here? So, so is it more of a procedural battle? Well, in a sense, these battles that have been going on, I think this is much like the fight that's been going on in the House of Representatives between sort of the Tea Party Republicans that want to either, A, push Speaker Boehner out or push him to be more aggressive in what he's doing both legislatively and politically against the Obama administration. It's the same sort of thing here that Ted Cruz... I think believes that this uh, the the leadership in both the House and Senate for the Republican Party has not followed through on what he thinks the agenda should be or the the things that he thinks that should be emphasized. And obviously, uh, you know, that's sort of uh, what what Donald Trump has been able to tap into, frankly, over the last couple of weeks. And there were some people in the hallway, some of the uh, uh, more senior Republicans who were pointing at Ted Cruz and saying the main reason he was causing this big battle was because his own poll numbers have gone down while Donald Trump's have gone up. Regardless, as I was saying, I think it's a lot like the fight that's been going on in the House of Representatives, this Republican versus Republican struggle, not only over tactics, not only over strategy, but also over the general direction of the Republican Party and what should be emphasized in the future. Cruz, at one point, when he was unable to win on the export-import bank vote on Sunday, then tried to start a, a series of procedural votes to force some rule changes. Herman, he couldn't even get 10 other senators to stand up with him and force a vote on some of these things in the Senate. So, you know, it's sort of like I've observed, and I know people don't like to hear this, but it's the same thing in the House. There's a small group of Republicans really pushing on some of these things, but they're nowhere near a majority at this time. Well, they did, the, that small group didn't go there to just go along to get along. Sure, absolutely. And uh, I think that uh, win or lose, get their way or not, they need to stand on their principles uh, or nothing ever will change because a lot of regular folk out here are starting to uh, perceive the Republican leadership in the Senate just no different than the Democrat leadership in the Senate. Well, and I, I don't, I know I don't think I'd go true. that far because I always say to people, um, Mitch McConnell is with the more conservative side on about 99% of things. Yeah. I, I mean, if you want Harry Reid back, that's, you know, okay. But he certainly feels much different about things than Republican voters. Well, and, and again, it's the struggle over right. what should be highlighted and where you go. And obviously, Cruz and a lot of Republicans over on the House side who follow him have a much different view as to what the leadership should be doing. Well, somehow that list of things, not the complete list, needs to get out there because it's not getting out there to conservative supporters and Republican voters, and so they don't see it that way. And I mean, I think that's good if, in fact, he's with the conservative group 99% of the time, but somehow that's got to get out there or it's going to hurt them. You know, listen, it's a lot. I, I think it's also uh, something to remember for the Cruz supporters, the Tea Party supporters, and more, that the Republican Party is more than just about them, and still one of the biggest, you know, and uh, strongest parts of the Republican Party is the business side, whether it is the Chamber of Commerce, whether it is the manufacturers. Those are the guys that, in many cases, they've got the muscle, and they used it against the Tea Party, remember, in this last year's election. In 2014, there were in the GOP establishment won a number of races in the Senate, uh, especially against Tea Party-type candidates. And, you know, what we're seeing here, on a broader note, is the struggle 
for which way that the Republican Party goes. Uh, the Tea Party was in its ascent in 2010 and 2012. The establishment has sort of fought back in recent times. And if, you know, if the, the Cruz wing uh, and, and uh, his followers in the House want to, they can pretty much hamstring the GOP leadership. I mean, they can pretty much undercut them every single day if they want to. You know, again, I sort of circle back and, and they'll raise the, the, the flag and say, is that really what you want right now? Do you want it to be all Republican versus Republican instead of Republican versus Democrat? Why don't you have this similar discord in uh, the Democrat rant? Right? You do at times. You, I mean, you do on a number of things, but since they're out of power, it's not as pronounced. And, you know, their party has, their party has pretty much snuffed out the old uh, moderates and conservatives, much as the Republican Party has as well. But, you know, you do have battles within the, the Democratic Party, especially there's still uh, some defense hawks on the Democratic side that have uh, big differences. But their differences are over a lot different issues. And they've been able, their party leadership has not been undermined to the extent that the Republican leadership has in the House or Senate. And again, you know, I, I fully understand why Cruz and a lot of these guys, they came to D.C. to shake it up and to change it. You're absolutely right. On the other hand, they have not been able to build the coalitions for the votes for some of those things. Now, but are you saying that if they do add the export-import authorization to the, the highway bill. Highway that would bill. have to be approved fully by the Senate and then sent over to the House of Representatives, and nobody's quite sure what's going to happen over there. I got you. I got you. So okay. there's still the possibility that this plan could get derailed yeah. along the way. I do think sooner or later the reauthorization of the Export-Import Bank will get approved. It's probably just a matter of where and how. Well, I know this is naive, but they should have never put the two together, and they put the two together for the purpose of trying to get something passed that the Democrats want along with something that the Republicans want. Sure. I suppose that's what's happening. That's the way things go a lot of times. I know people don't like it, uh, but that's, you know, a, a lot of times it is you get something and I get something and we get a bill done. Exactly how big was this rally that Donald Trump had in Iowa? You, get I, you know, I don't know how big it was, but I know it was, uh, it was pretty good sized. And obviously, you look at the latest polls. He's ahead in the latest national poll uh, with uh, Jeb Bush second and Scott Walker third. The latest Iowa poll has Walker ahead with Trump right behind and then Bush. The latest New Hampshire poll has Trump ahead with then Bush and then Walker. What I'm amazed by is... On when did he go down to the border? Was that Thursday or Friday? That Whatever Thursday, day it was. I think. I think yeah, it was he Thursday. went down to the border and uh, he was asked then, and then he was asked over the weekend again directly, what would you do about a pathway to citizenship for the people who are here in the U.S. illegally already? And each time Trump refused to answer and wouldn't say what he would do. And I, I'm just amazed that Trump has been able to jump to the top of the GOP polls and yet not take stances on some things that are considered to be extraordinarily, you know, if, if any of the top candidates came out right now and said they were for a pathway to citizenship or refused to say what they were, that would raise a lot of hackles within the Republican Party. Right. Trump, though, has been able to create this new sort of situation just for him. It's really been amazing to watch that even though he's not 100% on board with everything that I would assume Ted Cruz and other conservatives would want. It has not harmed him so far in the GOP race. I know that Fox News has announced that the second tier forum is going to be at 5 o'clock on the 6th rather than 1 o'clock. Now, my question is, are they going to have the, well, I guess if you have 10 
in the first debate, and the 16 declared they could have all of the other six if they wanted to in that forum at 5 o'clock. They could, exactly. And, you know, maybe one of them in the forum would just lie down on the stage and refuse to leave or something like that <laughs> until they're carried out by police or something, just to say um, that they want to be in it. You know, the numbers have really been interesting. You look at some of the poll numbers lately. Uh, it hasn't He hasn't popped up nationally, but uh, uh, John Kasich is now in fourth place in the latest New Hampshire poll. Right. And I don't know if that's gonna if he's gonna have enough to get on that main stage. I sort of doubt it, but we'll see what happens. But what's really been interesting is to watch now. Trump not only has held down the other candidates, but it's almost solidified into a Trump Bush Walker race right now. Right. With even Rubio has been suppressed and Cruz and Paul have really been pushed down in uh, New Hampshire and Iowa. So uh, I, I don't think anybody surprisingly is gonna get booted off the stage in the first one but the second one you'll have to see how the numbers shift it's a it's really been an interesting time not only with the wrangling up here in the senate and in the house but nationally as well trump has obviously tapped in to that vein of anger against the gop establishment with you having been in washington watching this stuff for a long time have you seen this much quote-unquote excitement shake up this early, even yeah, before the first debate? I think Ross Perot that year. Yeah, that year. You know, that, yeah. that would be the other, because it was something different. It wasn't just one party wrangling and the other party. I, I would think that it would be akin to that. Now, I hope that Donald Trump doesn't follow Ross Perot and quit the race, get back in the race, quit the right. race, get right. back in the race. That was we don't, not good. don't need to have anything no, like that. that was not good. I remember that, even as a young man. <laughs> Thanks, Jamie. See you tomorrow, Herman. You're listening to the Herman Cain Show. When you're listening to Herman Cain, Herman Cain, you won't miss any breaking news. And you'll never miss out on a single solution for a better America. Herman Cain is on Coast to Coast. I was ready, Shane, to be to get on a plane and fly to Texas to meet with Ross Perot just before he dropped out. How about them apples? For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.